0: We're back on the big wake-up call, AM 1280 WBIG. I'm Ryan B. Still to come, we'll be talking with Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live about uh, this weekend's new episode. And right now it's time for my next guest, who is a New York Times best-selling author. His new book is The Disruptors, 50 People Who Changed the World. And we're going to visit with Alan Axelrod. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, pleasure to be with you.
0: Good morning, Alan. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. And yourself? It's a lovely day in Chicago, and uh, you've got to be excited uh, with your brand-new book out. Um, how do you define a disruptor? What's, what's your criteria for a disruptor?
1: Well, I, uh, I use the, uh, the uh, definition that uh, originates, I think, with uh, a Harvard professor, sort of business philosopher named Clayton Christensen, who wrote uh, in 1997 a book called The Innovator's Dilemma. What, when new technologies cause great firms to fail. And what Christensen coined in this book was the phrase uh, disruptive innovation, which he used to describe anything that was new and that created new markets and new relationships between businesses, but at the same time displaced old markets and even um, uh, displaced or destroyed uh, existing firms and their products um, Uh, in the process. So uh, a disruptive innovator uh, indulges in creative destruction. Um, We think of civilization as having being built, we talk about builders of civilization, but um, civilization is also created by disruption, by the disruption of what exists, by the disruption of the status quo, and replacing that status quo with something better. So anybody who can do that is a disruptor.
0: And then you chose fifty of these disruptors to uh, to examine in the book. And uh, so the basic concept: you have people from uh, different categories of uh, uh, different categories of disruptors from uh, from culture, from enterprise, from education. Who? Do, how did you decide uh, to choose your subjects?
1: Uh, well, I knew that as a practical matter, uh, from the publisher, I was limited to fifty. Okay uh so i chose uh figures who uh profoundly changed the world and i tried to choose figures who would be a mixture of very familiar names with some that that uh people may not have thought of so much uh and what i was looking for is uh people whose work made a definite break with um with reality uh, as it existed in their time um, that transformed things that didn't merely sort of improve something or, uh, or um, uh, elaborate on something that already existed.
0: It's interesting that, uh, and you mentioned that uh, talking about a Disruptor, that almost every person in this book, their, their innovation or what they did really got a lot of people uh, angry.
1: Well, that is the nature of, uh, of creative destruction. Um, uh, if you were, uh, in the, um, 1980s, a typewriter repair man, <laughs> yeah. uh, you weren't going to feel too good about this thing called the personal computer. Um, and, uh, this is what happens with, um, with, uh, innovations, uh, and it's not necessarily just in technology. Uh, the Catholic Church, the Popes, were not too happy with uh, with um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Martin Luther in the uh, uh, 50, uh, in the 16th century, sure. uh, challenging the Church. Uh, for every um, step forward, uh, somebody's toes get stepped on, or even worse.
0: Now, it's interesting you mention Martin Luther, and uh, you know, obviously he's disrupting religion, but even other figures in the book, Galileo, the, the Church went after him for his suggestions.
1: Yeah, uh, and in the case of, uh, of Galileo, um, what he was challenging uh, was the Church's idea of the structure of the universe uh, that the Church felt reflected um, the nature of God himself. And um, uh, Galileo was simply looking at what his mathematical uh, calculations and his own observations with his telescope told him. Uh, he was not trying to upset the Church, but uh, what he saw, what he calculated uh, produced a different conclusion than what the theologians produced. And in fact, it, it did cost Galileo a great deal. He, was, he fell afoul of the Inquisition. He could have been imprisoned for the rest of his life. He did have to recant uh, part of what he taught. And at the same time, he actually was a devout Catholic. He loved the Church. And this was um, a great personal cost to him, but that is often the the uh, unintended consequence of um, disruptive innovation.
0: And then you know, there's one thing for science. Eventually, you know, there there's laws of science. It just takes a while for someone to discover that people get upset, but then they you know they come to uh, accept that it's it's less easier to sort of define a, a sociological or or artistic change. And you talk about that. Um, you know, Louis Armstrong shaking things up uh, in the world of jazz. I love that you have uh, Madonna, and people would say, why, why Madonna in this book? But when you read it and think about it, there was, there was no one else like her in the 80s. And,
1: and, uh, and really almost never has been again, not to the extent that, um, that she uh, transformed um, uh, popular music um that she seized control of her image uh of the music of uh the way it was presented of uh the way it was distributed the way it was marketed uh and in the process she has become the richest woman in music um it was a uh it was a uh a disruption that worked very well for her uh in the case of somebody like Louis Armstrong uh he took a what what was a uh, a combination of a very innovative but also traditional almost folk music form which is jazz in the early part of the 20th century and he transformed it into a vehicle of self-expression it was Louis Armstrong who put the uh soloist at the center of jazz before him it was very much an ensemble uh, form he made jazz a uh, prime vehicle for self-expression and that transformed uh, uh both jazz and the rest of popular music going forward
0: and talk uh, well certainly and and there's an influence on music and you talk about uh madonna and i'm talking about this just cuz i'm a music geek but not necessarily that she was doing anything uh, innovative musically, but you're right, the way she was presented, the way she packaged herself, the way she controlled, the way she was uh, promoted, right. uh, it certainly was, it was innovative.
1: It was, a, it was a breakthrough phenomenon, and very often uh, disruptive innovation uh, really includes, uh, broadly speaking, marketing. Uh, If you look at um, uh, the difference uh, between—I did not include in the book, for example, Thomas Edison, uh, who is obviously a great inventor whose over a thousand patents have transformed uh, civilization. But Edison always worked by improving on something that already existed. He was an innovator. More than an inventor, it's no dig against him. That's just the way he worked. Tesla transformed things. He disrupted things, uh, beginning with um, uh, what Edison had begun, which was uh, a system of electrical distribution, electricity uh, as a as an energy source, as a utility. Um, he transformed it from direct current to alternating current. It was very very disruptive, but it was. Key to the development of um, uh, electrical power. Yet Edison was able to uh, market everything he did with great success. Tesla was absolutely unable to do this, and he ended up for all that he, all of the uh, disruptive uh, innovation he created, he ended up broke. He ended up living the last twenty years of, or so of his life in a series of hotels in New York, moving from hotel to hotel when the bill came due because he couldn't pay it, so he'd go to the next hotel. Uh, it's, uh, disruption does not always lead to uh, riches.
0: And it's a uh, great reading and, uh, and fascinating stories. The book is The Disruptors, 50 People Who Changed the World. That is the book. The author is uh, Alan Axelrod. And thank you for joining the show today.
1: Great pleasure. Thank you for having me.